Ephesians chapter 6. I want to just read you a few verses here and then share one simple thought and we'll close. I have a one-point message today. Ephesians chapter 6. And it says, for wrestle not, put on the whole armor of God. Finally, my brethren, let's go to verse 10. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the enemy. And the wiles means the methods or the trickery of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in heavenly places. So there's a spiritual deal that we're dealing with here with darkness. Therefore take unto you, wherefore take unto you the whole armor of God, that you may be able to stand in the evil day, and having done all to stand, so these, uh, these items assist us as we stand against darkness, having the, your loins girded about with truth, having on the breastplate of righteousness, so knowing the word, being right before God, your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace, knowing that you're in covenant, knowing that you're in the peace of God, taking above all the shield of faith, where you quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. Faith is so important, the helmet of salvation, knowing who you are, who God has made you in your salvation experience in Christ, and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, the offensive weapon. Now watch verse 18. Praying always with all prayer. All prayer means there's more than one kind of prayer. Otherwise, he wouldn't have said all. He would have just said praying always with prayer. There's nine kinds of prayer Dad Hagen taught us. Praying always with all prayer and supplication. That word supplication means petition or specific requests. So in other words, not just praying too generally, but praying with specific requests. Now you can pray generally, because all prayer would include general prayer, but now he's saying with supplication, that's specific requests. In the spirit, did you see that? Yes. Do you realize you can have specific requests in the spirit? That's right. I, people say, well, how, what does that mean? Father, right now I pray forever and Greg in the Holy Ghost. Dear God, you Lord, you know how much help he needs. What have I done? I am supplicating in the spirit for him. That's right. Right? Amen. Father, I thank you for favor, for example, with our landlord. I'm thinking on the top of my head. Father, I now, that's a specific request. Now, Father, I pray for that in the name of Jesus. I supplicate in the spirit. And I start to pray in other tongues. Specifically, my, I have now targeted my tongues for that supplication. Do you understand? And a lot of people don't do that. They just pray in tongues. And it's good to just pray in tongues. But it's okay to supplicate in the spirit. Absolutely. Supplicate means a specific, definite request. Or you have targeted your praying in the spirit to one particular area. And it's very important you do that. You pray the word, you pray in English. If you need to take authority, take authority. There's much you can say in English, but there's a lot of mysteries about certain things, Jenny, that we don't know how to solve. Right. And the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 14, 2 and 4, that we are praying out mysteries or divine secrets when we pray in the spirit. Yeah. And that we're talking to God, not to men. So the devil doesn't understand what we're saying. Men don't understand what we're saying unless God causes them, the interpretation to come forth. We don't know what we're saying. We can pray to interpret, but that doesn't always mean he'll oblige us. But sometimes he does, sometimes he doesn't. Yeah. Do you understand? Yeah. But I, I don't always know what I'm praying, but I do know that God knows. Amen. And I do know that I'm praying out divine secrets or mysteries. I'm also praying the perfect will of God because the Holy Ghost couldn't pray anything other than the perfect will of God. And he is not praying, I'm praying, but he's giving me the ability to pray. 
He gives me the utterance according to Acts 2, 4. Utterance means ability. He's not praying. I'm praying. But it's his ability that allows me to pray. And his ability would not be anything other than the perfect will of God because he is God. So when I pray specific supplication in the spirit, I am targeting my prayers in tongues for certain things. I am praying perfect prayer. I'm praying the perfect will of God. The devil cannot stop it because he doesn't understand what I'm saying. So it's secret prayer from that perspective, only for God's ears, which is powerful. And I'm praying out mysteries and divine secrets, whatever that problem is that I can't figure out, God knows how to fix it. And I'm praying out that solution when I supplicate in the spirit. Did you notice? It says praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit. Now you could, some people interpret that, that you get in the spirit and you pray in English. And and that's true too. You can get in the spirit and then you're praying in tongues and in English. But, But the way it's worded here, it's saying specifically that you're praying in the spirit, which would imply tongues. And that you're praying, do you understand? Now, all prayer and supplication. That means that you can pray the prayer of praise and worship, which is one of the prayers, but you can pray that in the spirit. Right. Right. Mari, you worship God in tongues. Yeah. You can pray united prayer in the spirit. Yeah. Where everybody's praying in tongues at the same time. Then there's other things that you have to obviously have to pray in English. You're praying out, let's say, the prayer of faith. You're, you have to do that in English, but then you can also step out now and what you've just claimed and what you've just taken by faith because of the prayer of faith, you now, now you start praying that same thing out in the Spirit. Amen. Father, I believe I received this. That's the prayer of faith. Now, Father, I pray that out in the Holy Ghost. And you start praying that out. Yes. Do you understand? Very good. There's a lot that has to happen in the Spirit. That's why Paul says you pray with all prayer, in the spirit, amen, and supplication specifically in the spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance, all perseverance, watching thereunto, watching thereunto. This is not written to a preacher. This is written to the body of Christ. This is written to you. You listen to me. I just heard the Holy Ghost say, oh my God, I just heard him speak to me. I just heard him say some of them watch over their business more than they do in the spirit. Some of them are thinking about their business all the time, but they don't think about the church. They don't think about the things of the spirit. They're so focused on the natural and you should watch over your business, but that's not the only thing you watch over. That's selfish to only watch over your business. You should be watching in the spirit over your business, but you should be watching in the spirit over this congregation. You should be watching in the spirit over our finances as a church. You should be watching in the spirit over favor for us, over protection from wicked and unreasonable men. For not all men have faith. There should be a watching in the spirit, not just for your selfish things, but for the ministry. Yeah. And a lot of people, they only pray for their things. They don't pray for the ministry. Yeah. Not, not Some of you do, but some of you don't. For those that don't, then take that correction and, and, and receive it properly and don't get offended. Because God expects you to watch. Watch. Everybody is to watch. Watching thereunto, do you see it? Watching thereunto with all perseverance, which means as you watch, that means a watchman, Jenny, a guard. Somebody that says, Father, I'm going to pray out in the Holy Ghost for the church. I'm going to pray out things in English and for the church in the spirit, specifically and generally, but I'm watching for this ministry. I'm watching for Pastor Craig. I'm watching for the youth group. I'm watching for the worship ministry. I'm watching over Oasis. Lord, whatever you're telling me to pray, I'm a watchman on the wall. Devil, you're not going to get near us. I stand and I hold that thing in the spirit. You watch. Now, do you notice that when you watch, it takes perseverance. Why would he use the word perseverance? Because it's going to be tiring. He wouldn't say perseverance if it was easy. 
To persevere means you keep going despite tiredness, despite inconvenience, despite three o'clock in the morning, if that's when he wakes you up, despite, well, I can't go out to dinner because I've got to pray. That's inconvenient when you want to go out to dinner, but there are times where God will say, this is more important, son. This is more important than that television show. This is more important than you going out shopping today. I need you to pray something out. I need you to watch and with specific supplication, I need you to watch and I need you to persevere because your flesh is going to want to go, uh. Are you listening? I hope you're listening because I know this message comes directly from the Holy Ghost for you today. It does, believe me. Now watch, watch again with specifics supplication and perseverance. In other words, he repeats the specific part. Did you notice that? He says supplication twice, both the same Greek word. He's trying to get over to us. You pray too general. Be specific in your praying. Oh Lord, bless promise of life. That's okay, but that shouldn't be all you pray. Are you listening to me? Because this is the title, picking up your assignment in prayer. Now, this is what the Lord dropped in me back on October. What was it? The, 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 the meeting. Was it October 2nd? Or when? I think it was October 2nd. Friday. Was it October 2nd? Friday, October 2nd, we had a prayer meeting on a Friday morning or Thursday morning, whatever it was. And I heard the Holy Ghost say, I want you to teach the entire time. You don't need to pray. You need to teach. And I spent an hour preaching. We made, made CDs of it or videos. I don't think we videoed it, but we made CDs yes. to give out to anybody that comes in prayer. And he basically said to me last week, I want you to take the main emphasis of that message that you preach and preach it again right before you go on the fast. Now, I spent an hour talking there, so obviously I can extrapolate a lot. But the core, the core I can share in a very short period of time because I knew we had to play these videos. And the core of it was this. The Lord started dealing with me about the difference between united prayer and, and then individual prayer. And what we've done as a church, and I think most churches are guilty of the same thing, we have these prayer meetings, right? And we're doing what the Bible calls, it's one of the nine kinds, we're doing united prayer. That means one person's praying and everybody's agreeing. And that's powerful and that's important. But that's the only kind we normally do. And that is not necessarily the best way to do it. And so the Holy Ghost started sharing with me. He said, now some of the time, depending on who's in the room, if we open it up to the general congregation and the general public, it happens more than if I'm with a very specialized group of prayers who are skillful. Because skillful prayers know how to get in the spirit so I don't have to pull them in. But general people don't know how to get in the spirit because they're carnal. And so I spend a lot of time picking up their laziness and picking up their unspirituality. And I'm trying to put, I'm trying to go in this. I'm trying to move in the spirit, but I can feel they're dragging. I'm dragging them because they're a drag to me. Not that they're bad people. They just not skillful. So, but the Lord said to me, if you are praying with a larger group, the first problem is that you don't get into your, the spirit as quickly and as cleanly, and you don't accomplish your assignment because you're dragging them. But even if you're praying with a spiritual group and and that's not an issue, which is fine, there's still a second problem. That's what he said to me, Reverend Greg. He said, you're focusing only on united prayer. He said, there's other kinds of prayer, son. He said, united prayer has its place, but it's not the only prayer to pray. And then he said, look at Dad Hagen and take a, take a look at his example. 
Dad Hagen rarely, he did, but rarely would he lead in united prayer the way we typically do. He did, of course, because you have to. He has something on his heart. He prays, everybody agrees. But uh, most of the time, if you talk about people like Patsy and others that knew him well, he'd sit on the stage, he'd sit down, and he'd pray. And he'd forget about everybody. He's not there to lead them. He's there to get in the spirit and pray out his assignment. And sometimes he'd look up and he'd see everybody looking at him because people are used to, they want somebody to lead them. And he would say, why are you looking at me? Stop looking at me. Bow your heads and get in the spirit. And he'd go back to praying. Now, Pastor Nancy would joke sometime and say, I, I, she would, of course, obey him, but many times she'd disobey him because she wanted to watch him to see how he flowed in the spirit. But, you know, that, that's a bit of a side issue because th- that she was doing that out of a learning thing. But Dad Hagen was trying to say, I'm not here to lead you. I'm here to get in the spirit. You also get in the spirit. God's going to share with me some things that I need to pray out. What's that called? The prayer assignment. And some of you, all of you, if you'll listen, need to get in the spirit because God has something for you to pray out. And that's your assignment. And so he would do the united prayer, the traditional I lead, everybody agree. But many times he would do the more individualized where he would just start to pray and everybody else would start to pray. And, 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 and the Lord said, you don't do that. You're always doing united prayer. He said, the problem with that is that you have to drag people, so it limits you getting in and accomplishing. And even when you don't have to drag people, here's the problem. One assignment is being prayed out. The assignment I've given you. And at times, the assignment I've given you requires the unity and the faith of everybody in the building. And so therefore, united prayer is the right kind of prayer. But he said, many times I have, and listen to me, I have an, he said this to me on October 2nd. He said, I have an assignment for every single person that comes to the prayer meeting. Even the young ones, the the rookies spiritually, the ones that you don't think know anything, I still have an assignment for them. Whether they pick it up or not is another story, but I have an assignment for them. You are not, this is how you rebuke me, you are not helping the congregation gain skill by only doing united prayer. Because now you're leading and all they have to do is agree and piggyback on you. They don't have to bow their head and get in the spirit and learn how to get in the spirit and learn how to pick up that assignment and learn how to pray that out till they get a note of victory. They don't have to do that because they're just agreeing with you. So you're doing it and you're gaining skill, but they're staying ignorant. And he said, you need to change this. You don't, it doesn't mean it's always going to be that way. You have, there will be a flow of the spirit in different services. Sometimes it will be united prayer. Other times it will be the other. Other times it will be a combination of both. Other times there'll be praise and worship as, and rejoicing and shouting. And, and that's the flow of the spirit. Other times it's intercession with groanings. That's the flow of the spirit. But in general, typically, they don't always have the groaning. We don't always have that. We do, but we, that's not the standardized. That's not the, the guaranteed, so to speak. But always there's united prayer because we pray for something and everybody agrees. And that's usually what we fall back. That's our fallback position. And the Lord was trying to say, I don't want that to be your fallback position. If I lead to united prayer, then do it. But there's also times where you need to tell the people, stop looking for me to lead you. Mm -hmm. 
and just learn to get in the spirit yourself because God has an assignment for you. You are important and very special to his plan, not just me. You, there's a something that God has from his throne to drop in your heart for you to say, I pick it up, Lord, and I pray it out. And if you don't do your part, the help that other people need and the breakthrough that we need is not going to happen because I'm praying out mine, but you're not praying out yours. So he said, start to sit on the stage more, not only, but more. Start to just get in the spirit. For then you won't have to drag them. That's the first benefit. But more importantly, you're training them to become skillful and not always needing somebody to lead them, somebody to piggyback off. They don't, they don't always have a piggybacker. No, you're not a baby. Close your eyes. Not now, I'm preaching to you. I'm saying in the prayer meeting. Close your eyes. Bow your head. Put, get your mind quiet. Put your flesh under. You're tired. Well, tell your body to shut up being tired. And drink a Red Bull if you have to, or go to sleep earlier if you have to, but stop making the excuses, in other words. Bow your head, close your eyes, and pray. And get in the spirit yourself. And pick up the assignment yourself. And pray until you get victory yourself. The Lord said, I have 60 that day. He said, I have 60 assignments to be prayed out today. And only one or two or three are being prayed out, the ones that you're leading. He said, I've given you one, two, three, but I've also given everybody in this room one or two or three. And he said, if they will get in the spirit and pick it up and pray it out, can you imagine, son, what is being accomplished in the realm of the spirit where I may put on her heart to intercede for the worship team. I may put on his heart to pray for the finances. I may put on his heart for favor with CRA. I may put on her heart for the bookstore. I may put on his heart for evangelism. I may put on her, her heart for Africa. I may put on Errol's heart for Oasis. But you see, God only put on my heart two or three things. So we're praying out the two or three things and you're all in agreement. Praise God. But what about the things he put on your heart? We say, he didn't put anything on my heart. That's because you're not in the spirit. If you're in the spirit, you'll pick up what he put on, the assignment he put on your heart. Could you imagine if everybody prayed out the assignment for them, how much more in the spirit realm would be more effective in prayer? But it said, everybody, it's a form of laziness. I don't really want to pray. I don't really know how to do it. You just pray. You just buck. You just snort. You just holler. You just shout, Pastor. I'll just say amen. And I'll, I will enter it and I'll agree with you in united prayer. But I don't really want to do anything. Do you see the difference? So we've been starting that little by little. And we'll increase that more as the, as the months continue. But, but I felt the Holy Ghost say this to me. That's why I'm sharing all of that from October 2nd. That was the core of it. I felt him say, in this, in this 40 days, son, yeah. you're going to be picking up your assignment. There's no question about that. Multiple assignments. Assignments every day to pray out. He said, but tell the people that I expect them to pick up their assignments during this time. Not just in a corporate prayer meeting once a week at 10 o'clock in the morning, but when they're praying in their homes during this special time, like she's saying, a time of seeking God, a time of isolation of the burning bush, of going before God ourselves. We're all doing it more in the next 40 days. If you take time in this period of time, you got to, I just felt the Holy Ghost wanted me to try to encourage you. First of all, to let tell you that he has assignments on you. He will, he is putting assignments on you. It's not just on the big prayer warriors. He has assignments for every single person. The only problem is you don't realize because you're not spiritual enough to get in the spirit. If you'll get in the spirit, you'll pick it up. That's right, 
The Holy Ghost will reveal to your mind when you're in the spirit what to pray. And if you'll start praying it out, you will accomplish during this season the assignments that God has and the specific supplications in the spirit about specific areas of your life and of this ministry instead of just saying in general, bless the church, Lord. That's a cop out. We got so much available to us in the realm of the spirit. And all most Christians can do is bless the church, Lord. Bless Pastor Craig. Well, what is that? That's what a sinner would say that doesn't know anything. Like at the end of the thing, God bless you. Yeah, you don't even know God, so don't tell me to God bless you. You don't know anything about God. God bless America, but you don't know God, so shut up. God bless America. You don't know anything about God. You don't, you don't have a qualification to say, God bless you. You know how the secular people, they, they try to make it spiritual. They, they, wanna, they wanna sound like they're spiritual or something, like they're religious. And they'll put in these little phrases and they don't know nothing about it. And yet some Christians pray like the sinners talk. Oh, Lord, bless the church. What does that mean, bless the church? Why don't you get in the spirit and let the Holy Ghost show you because he might specify something to you. Son, I need you to pray out for the renovations. Renovations? Yeah, don't just say bless the church. I've got something very specific for you to pray. This is called supplicating in the spirit. Now, don't just rely on him all the time or your leader or the prayer team. I, I know you don't think you're much, but I've got something big for you to pray out. Amen. And all I, I just need you to, first of all, acknowledge it. And I secondly need you to get in the spirit. You need to get in the spirit. So people say, I don't know how to get in the spirit. It's very easy. You pr- let me, I'll tell you, I, I'm going to make this rubber meets the road super easy. Yeah. The way you get in the spirit and when you're in the spirit, you're still aware of everything going on. Only when you're in a trance, which is not, which is totally different to getting in the spirit. That's one of the, that's part of the gifts of the spirit. Okay. But only when you, it's connected with, with the the discerning of spirits and, and visions and all that kind of stuff. Okay. So that's a separate issue. Only when you're in a trance, are you, are you not aware of what's going on? Or when you're in an open vision, you're not aware of what's going on. But in all the other time, when you're in the spirit, you still know that you need to go to the bathroom. You still know it's too hot in here, I'm sweating. You still know, I wish that lady would blow her nose quieter. She's really annoying me. You're still aware of life when you're in the spirit. The only thing of in the spirit, what it means is you pray in tongues long enough for your mind to quiet sufficiently enough until you feel the anointing grab you. That's the only way I can explain it. When you feel the anointing, the help of God come and your prayer starts to become easier. You're in the spirit, you just don't realize it. When your prayer gets easier, it's like you, it's like you got, you've been running, but it's like somebody just put you on a boat and now you started, it's like less effort, but faster movement. It's like a current starts to take you. It's like help comes. You can feel the help of God, the anointing grab you and start to carry you. That is being in the spirit. Now that's the beginnings of it. The longer you yield to that, the longer and the, you can go deeper, but it takes time. And it takes physical energy because you still have a body that's praying. You're still aware of what's happening. But the longer you go with that kind of praying, the current will take you faster and further and deeper to the point where you can get to the place where, where time seems to stand still, where you're not even aware of what's going on. You're not in a trance, but you're just in a very deep place of the spirit. But it doesn't come with 20 minutes. It comes with more five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten hours of praying in the spirit. And most people don't do that because they got to do their, their Instagram. And don't you know snapping chat and Facebooks. Notice I pluralize everything on purpose because I hate it. It's just a bunch of nonsense to me. You enjoy it. I'll never do it as long as I live. I'm sorry. I'm not. I, maybe I'll take that statement back. Taylor's trying to talk me into it. But, but I just, it's just a waste of time to me. I don't want people to know what I'm doing. And I certainly don't give a rip what they're doing. 
Everybody wants to know what everybody's doing. It's a waste of time. It's a distraction. All it is is trying to fill your time with more. Not like 900 channels wasn't enough on the television. Do you know what I'm saying? Everywhere you look, there's distraction. There's, we got to go to the gym. You should. Now you got all these different kinds of gyms to go to. And then you go to the gym and there's all these different kinds of machines. You don't know what to go on. Now you need to pay somebody to tell you what to go on. And then you come and you got all the social media and then you got all the television and they got all the magazines and you got all this and you got everything and all it is is this. And then you got your friends. But I got to talk to my friends. I need friends, Pastor. Don't you? I need friends. Oh, how you doing? OMG, did you know? And you and just. And then what we have is a carnal church. And none of that is sin, but a lot of it is weights. And he says, he says, cast off the weights that so easily beset us. A lot of it is a hindrance. It's not wrong, but it's a hindrance. And we're entering into the most glorious time of church history. We're entering into the most glorious time of this ministry's history specifically. We're about to pick up something very precious and holy from God. And I'm telling you, the Holy Ghost, whether you believe it or not, I'm telling you what he told me to tell you. Tell the people to stop being so distracted. Tell the people to stop being so distracted and learn to pray until they feel my anointing help them. That's getting in the spirit. Tell them to pray till they get in the spirit and then I'll reveal to them what they're supposed to pray. Was God an angel going to show up? Probably not. There's just going to be a sense of knowing. I don't know why I just feel to pray for this. And it might not even be a department. It might be a person. I don't know why. I just feel I need to pray for Bev. Maybe he'll bring a face to you. Maybe he'll bring a name to you. Maybe there'll just be a knowing. But, but that's the main way he works by the inward witness. There's a witness inside you. You don't know why, but you just know that you need to pray for this. That's how he leads us. You don't need to see a vision or an angel or anything like that. He'll, if you get in the spirit, there'll be a knowing. I don't know why. I just know I need to pray for this. I don't need to pray for that. And you just start praying. Now, what are you doing? You're supplicating in the spirit. You're being specific and you're praying out both in English and in tongues. And you're in the spirit to begin with because the anointing is on you to pray. My brothers and sisters, if you would please do that with me. In this period of time that is upon us, that starts tomorrow. If you wouldn't just say, bless the church, Lord, and take five minutes. Because you know that no one's watching you. You know that there's no satellites looking down on you. You know, Pastor Craig, when he came to your house for lunch, didn't set up secret cameras in your little hippopotamus's mouth. And now I'm watching you, but you don't know there's a secret camera inside your hippopotamus statue. I didn't do that. I wanted to, but I didn't. I can't see you. I don't know what you're doing. No one knows what you're doing but God. So a lot of people think, see, I can, I can, I can make it sound at church like I'm, like I'm doing everything, but in my heart, I know I'm not doing nothing. But you see, God knows that. And God wants to, he wants to, he wants to use you. And there are rewards. We don't do it for rewards, but there are rewards, the Bible says, for those that diligently seek him. Not that we seek him for rewards, but there are rewards if we seek him. So I'm asking you to join with me in this important season. Learn to pray until your mind goes quiet and until you feel the help of the Holy Ghost. When prayer becomes easier. Now you're in the spirit. The longer you go, the deeper you go, the more in the spirit you get. What he reveals to you, what, he, what the knowing that you get when you're in that place, the specifics, pray for that in both English. Take authority, use your authority, do all the stuff you know to do, but pray in tongues. Yeah supplicate in the spirit during this 40 days and let's get some stuff done let's accomplish some things 
It would be a crying shame for me and Jenny to be the only ones accomplishing anything. Let's all, no matter how, some of you think I'm not spiritual enough. That's a lie of the devil. That is a lie of the devil. He is a liar. He is trying to make you feel because maybe you're not as, maybe you don't know as much in the Bible. Maybe you haven't been coming to church as long that you can't do it. Yes, you can. Any Christian that prays in tongues until they feel the anointing of God come on them. And sometimes it takes 20 minutes. Sometimes when you first do it, it takes two hours. So you have got to kind of have some staying power. That's why it says perseverance. You've got to have some staying power and say, Lord, I don't know what he's talking about, but he said the anointing will come and help me. And so I don't know what that feels like because I've never gotten the spirit, but I'm not quitting. I'm staying here until it happens. I'm tell- if you've got some perseverance to you and you stay put, the Holy Ghost will make sure he meets you. But don't you quit until you feel the anointing come. One time, Dad Hagen prayed for a whole hour in tongues, no anointing. The devil spoke to him. He just wasted an hour of prayer. He said, devil, because you said that, I'm going to do another hour. Because he's stubborn. He prayed a second hour. No anointing. Praying an hour in tongues with no anointing is hard. The devil spoke to him and said, you just wasted another hour of your life. He said, because you said that, I'm going to pray another hour. He prayed a third hour. Nothing. The devil said a third time, you've just wasted. He said, because you did it, devil, because you said it, I'm going to pray another hour. And it was in the, he did three hours. It was between the third and the fourth hour of praying in tongues without any anointing on him. He didn't get in the spirit at all. And he was skillful in getting in the spirit, but there was no, the devil was withstanding him. So to some measure, I don't understand it all, Greg, but to some measure when the devil attacks, he can hold us out of the spirit to a measure, but he can't hold us fully. I don't understand that. So sometimes people pray and they say, I can't get in the spirit, just keep going. Because there may be a withstanding of the devil against you to try to stop you. But, if you, but you have authority over him and if you just keep going, you'll break through. Now when he got in the spirit, I think it was at 20, somewhere in the 20 minutes, three hours and 24 minutes or something like that. When he hit it, he said, I hit the gusher. And he said, the anointing hit me so hard. And he said he prayed out long, hard, and fast for the healing revival. And Dad Hagen is never, was never a proud man. But, but he said uh, there were other many people that were praying, not just him. But he said uh, that God revealed to him that because of that prayer session, that he had birthed yeah. the healing revival. J, Jack Coe, A.A. Allen, Oral Roberts, all that stuff. That we look back at in the 40s and 50s, it wasn't just him. But that in what his part that he had to play, that he births part of that healing revival out by that session when the devil withstood him three times. You can birth out entire revivals by just staying, persevering and staying and praying until you get in the spirit. He showed us that. So don't anybody think that you're not important or you're not special. God can't use you because you maybe miss coming to church or you've made a mistake here or there or you don't know all the scriptures in the Bible. Just if you know how to pray in tongues, you got all you need. Just pray in tongues until you feel that help and then pick up that assignment and pray it out until you feel that peace come, until you feel that, amen, glory. Sometimes it's a laugh. Sometimes it's a, sometimes you just feel joyful. You don't know why. Why do I feel so happy? That's the note of victory. That's the joy that you've accomplished that. If you want to keep praying, pray. There'll be another assignment. This always an assignment because there's so much to pray out. But if you don't want to, if you want to stop, then stop, but don't wait 40 days. Come back to it the next day and say, Father, I'm going to supplicate in the spirit. Hallelujah. That's all I wanted to share with you. We have a very, very important time ahead.
let's make sure we pick up in the spirit what we are supposed to pray. Now to give you, I'm not preaching them, but just I have to read you a couple more scriptures just so that I feel good as a pastor that I gave you some scripture references. So Romans 8.26 and then we'll close. Romans 8.26, remember you can pray out with specifics, but then you can also get into intercession and groaning. Likewise, the spirit also himself helps our infirmities for we know not what we ought to pray for as what we should pray for as we ought, but the spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings that cannot be uttered. You can get praying in the Holy Ghost where you don't, you can't even articulate tongues. All it is is a groan and a cry that comes from the Holy Ghost. Yield to that. Praise God. Romans 8, 26. Now one more here is Galatians 4, 19. Galatians 4.19, and then, and then we'll close. Well, I said we'll close the last time, and I lied. But Galatians 4.19, praise God. My little children, he's talking to the church, of whom I travail in birth again. Again, Jenny, that means he already done it once. Yeah. Until Christ be formed in you. He's saying, I am birthing in prayer multiple times for the church that they would get revelation of who they are in Christ so that they live according to the word. I need you to pray for this church. I will be praying in this season. And many times, like Romans 8, 26, it comes almost like a deep birthing, giving birth almost is a deep, a deep part of you that's praying. What are you praying out? In addition to whatever he says to you, but you're praying for the congregation of promise of life to find out, get revelation from the word as to who they are in Christ so that they will act and look and talk like Jesus. Jesus didn't rob God with the tithe. Jesus didn't slap the deacon in the parking lot. Jesus didn't cheat. Jesus didn't lie and steal and cuss. See, we are to be formed like him. That means people in our church that are carnal, the more we pray, the less carnal they'll be. Because God will get it over to them. Praise God. And one more, this is the last one, Colossians 4. I knew if I told you that at the beginning, you wouldn't turn to it. So I had to, you know, lead you on the primrose path, Jennifer. Colossians 4.12. Epiphras, that's not the name of a dish. I thought it was a special kind of pancake at first. No, this is a man. Epiphras, who is one of you, one of you, in other words, a regular Christian, a congregation member, a servant of Christ, salutes you always laboring fervently for you in prayer that you may stand perfect and complete in all the will of God. Father, we want to be epiphrases. We are praying fervently, laboring like Paul did, giving birth. You see, a fervent laboring in prayer that who? The congregation that Christ be formed in them. Another way of saying it is that they would be perfect and complete in all the will of God. That means all the word of God. That means if the word of God says, don't do this, you're not doing it. If the word of God says, do this, you're doing it. Not just in general, do's and don'ts, rights and wrongs, but the will of God for you. If God tells you to open a business, that you'll do it. If God tells you to go to Africa, Sandy, that you'll do it. If God tells this person, I want you to go and evangelize to that neighborhood, that they do it. It's the will of God according to like we would obey the word in general, the rights and wrongs, do's and don'ts. But it's also that the individual assignment on the people's lives, which is the will of God for them personally, it would come to pass. That they would do what God has called them to do. Did you notice that we are birthing and praying with fervent prayer, picking up assignments, supplicating in the spirit that people in general, that Christ would be formed in them, 
and that they would also know the perfect will of God in general and particularly for their futures. These are what we must pray. This is what I'm going to be praying in addition to many other things. It's very easy to get in the spirit. Don't let religion make it complicated. Praise God. I become, I'm, I'm, some days, you know, Jenny, I've asked the Lord, I'll close with this. I've asked the Lord, I said, Lord, Dan Hagen said, you're more, you can get more skillful, you can get in the spirit real quick. Sometimes, usually take him less than a minute. At the beginning, it takes you a long time. But after years and years and years and years and years of practice, within less than three minutes, I can get in the spirit every time. But one time a little while ago, I was praying. Nothing's different. I'm the same person. I haven't done anything wrong. Not, not, not like that I'm aware of. Just normal life. And I'm praying I can't get in. I'm praying I can't get in. I, I know when I'm in and I know when I'm not in and I'm not in. And I'm praying for, I'm gone 20 minutes, 30 minutes, I can't get in. And I said, Lord, what is going on here? This is hard. This is laborsome. I know how to get in the spirit where it's light and easy. And the Lord said, the devil's withstanding you, son. See, I didn't know that. And then he reminded me of the story with Kenneth Hagin. He knew how to get in. The devil withstood him for three hours. So I don't understand. Sometimes the devil knows certain things are going to be prayed out that are so important that he, I don't know how it works, Greg, but he can stand against you and try to stop your prayers. And, and the, the thing is, you don't quit and go, oh yeah, you won, Mr. Devil. You've got to push through that and take authority over him in Jesus' name and then say, Father, I yield to the anointing and I will push through. And I did, but it took me a lot longer. But that, that has only happened a few times. It doesn't happen regularly, but it shows me that on very important things, the devil has a certain amount of foreknowledge. He knows certain things, doesn't know everything. But sometimes he'll actually try to stop people from praying. Sure. And Taylor, there may be things that you're needing to pray out, but you just, I just something's, yeah. I, I'm, what is that, Lord? And then we blame ourselves. Take authority over that devil because it's the devil withstanding you from getting in the spirit. He can't win, but he can try to hold you out. And you've got to learn with your authority and with your perseverance. Yes, sir. That's why it says that word, perseverance. You don't quit until you break through. And usually when that happens, the victory and the importance of that prayer, when you do get in the spirit, is unmitigated. Yes, it is massive. It is mammoth, the importance of it, because that's why the devil is trying to stop you. So when the devil tries to stop you, rejoice. You've just got a super important assignment on your life. Amen. Don't look at the devil's attack and go, oh, oh, my God. Say, oh, thank God. Uh, God, Lord, this is different to yesterday. Uh, there's an attack. I, I'm struggling on this, Father, but that shows me something very important is about to change. Amen. My role is extremely valuable to the kingdom of God today. The assignment on me is highly valuable. I'm going to push through until I get it. Amen. Amen.